welcome in. Welcome back to another episode of the Format Podcast. And this episode, we're going to switch it up from basketball. We're going to give Draymond Green a little break for a minute. Unless, of course, he says or does something crazy again in the next few days. And, of course, you know we're going to have to come back and get a show about that. Anyway, we're going to talk some NFL. And we are going to talk today about a quarterback controversy or two. But maybe not in the traditional sense. But first, before we get into that, please go ahead, click that like button if you enjoy my content. Click the subscribe button and click the notification bell so you know when new episodes come out. Please leave a con uh, leave a comment and uh, give us that five-star review wherever you can. And uh, if you want the audio-only ver version of the show, we're wherever you get your audio podcast. Now, back to the NFL and our quote-unquote quarterback controversy so let's talk about that a little bit shall we um the two quarterbacks i'm talking about here well first before i even get to that when we talk about quarterback controversies in the nfl normally it's two quarterbacks on the same team that are vying for the position of starter that's normally what we call a quarterback controversy we don't know who it's going to be we're looking at all the factors that lead to who's going to be the starter and why and how that's going to affect the team and so on and so forth but in this case the two quarterbacks i'm talking about don't even play in the same conference furthermore the same team i'm talking about kyler murray of the cardinals and lamar jackson of the baltimore ravens now why are they quarterback controversies they're not competing against one another they're both firmly entrenched as the starters on their respective teams but the controversies are for different reasons let's start with kyler murray earlier this offseason Kyler Murray was uh, pretty upset, wanted a new deal, scrubbed the Cardinals from his all his social media, did the uh, typical millennial thing and uh, basically uh, cried, whined and pouted and the Cardinals capitulated. Mm. I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have paid him yet because although we see Tyler Murray, Kyler Murray, excuse me, is uh, uber talented and the team has improved each year that he's been there, he still hasn't gotten him a playoff win. And we still have seen consistent downslides in his performance and the performance of the team in the second half of all three seasons that he's been there. Now, you can't blame that all on him, but if the team was doing extremely well as the quarterback, he'd get all the credit. So as the quarterback, he's got to get the blame, too. Now, with that said, again, I would not have paid him yet. He's only going into his fourth year. What's he going to do? Not show up? You still got him under contract. And if need be, and he doesn't even prove it to you this year, you can franchise him. Well, not franchise him. You would um, you would put him on that uh, that fifth year where he would um, you would uh, you you would just pay him on the fifth year option for the team. But the point I'm trying to make is you didn't have to pay him yet. Now, everyone always makes the uh, argument that. If you know that a quarterback is your guy, he's the franchise quarterback, you pay him now because the longer you wait, the more you'll have to pay him. And that's true. But my thing is this. If he proves it to you, takes you on a great run, it doesn't even have to result in a Super Bowl championship. But if he shows you that he's that guy, it's going to be worth it to pay him whatever it is, whether now or later. Also, it's not like the uh, salary cap is not going to be going up. It's not like the revenue generating is not going to be going up. You get new TV deals, you get increased salary caps. So, yeah, you're going to have to pay him. But at the same time, it's not going to cripple you as if you, let's say, paid him next year's rates with two years ago's salary cap. It's not going to work the same way. So, again, I wouldn't have paid him. He's still under contract. If he decides he's going to hold out, that's fine. Go ahead, hold out. You're just going to get fined until you decide to come back. That's all there is. Like, it's amazing to me how often these organizations end up capitulating to the players and not making them realize, like, hey, 
we're the organization. We cut the checks. We're in control here. We respect you. We respect what you've done. We respect the fact that you are the commodity as a player and all that's great. But at the same time, we cut the checks, not you. If you didn't need us, you wouldn't be here. Now, with that said, that certainly is a calculated risk, right? My my mentality and my thought process on how I would handle it. Why is it a calculated risk? Because as I mentioned, if you don't pay him until next year, um, the going rate at that point could be $55 million a year. So you're going to have to pay up at some point if he proves that he's the guy. Okay, cool. But if you're willing to wait, you have to know that if he proves it, then you got to pay it. And that's fine. Um, anyway, where does the controversy part come in? So they end up paying Kyler Murray. They give him a total contract of $230.5 million over five years. Why is the number $230.5 million uh, relevant? Because Deshaun Watson got a contract of $230 million. So Kyler Murray technically is the highest paid. But the difference is Deshaun Watson's two thirty dollars is fully guaranteed every penny. Kyler Murray's guarantee is $160 million with $103 million guaranteed at signing, which is cool. That's that's good money, right? That's very good money. But, you know, the rest of it is tied to bonuses and incentives and all those kind of things. And, and hey, listen, not knocking it at all. $160 million guaranteed. That's life-changing. He's good. His kids, when he has them, they're good. You know, that's generational money. That's fine. Um, so... The interesting part is he signs the deal, he's happy, but then a couple of days later, it leaks out an unusual clause in the contract. And what was that? This was the homework clause stating that Kyler Murray has to engage in at least four hours of extra film study outside of the facility every week, or he will be uh, uh, in default of his contract. Hmm. Now, that's interesting because we have never heard of that clause ever in any other contract in NFL history. That That's very interesting. So the question is, number one, why is this in there? And two, why do we know about it? So the, the basic premise is, I guess you could look at it a couple of ways, right? It, the, the clause is in there because the organization doesn't feel that Kyler Murray has taken the academic portion of being an NFL quarterback seriously enough. Now, we know the type of athleticism, the type of talent that Kyler Murray possesses, and that ability has allowed him to be as successful he's been, as he's been on every level where he's played football, and that's fine. <clears throat> you, you've got to be an amazing player, number one, to be in the NFL, and two, you know, he rattled off his uh, bona fides at at a press conference where he responded to this. He's, you know, he says he's forty two and zero in Texas high school. Um, now everyone's great in high school, but Texas is one of the best high school football states in the country. And to never have lost, I don't, I don't think anyone else at the quarterback position had gone undefeated. So that's why that's a big thing there. And then he wins the Heisman at Oklahoma. Another big thing. He's number one pick overall. Another big thing. He's two-time pro bowler in three years in the league. Another big thing. So he's had success on every level. And his argument is, well, to think I don't study and I've just had success like that, you know, it's disrespectful and offensive and blah, blah, blah. And all that's cool. All that's cool. I get it. But with that said, Kyler, no one said that you don't study. What they're saying is they don't feel that you put in enough time in the classroom and in the film work. And so they put this clause into your contract. I don't have any problem with the clause going into the contract. Some people are thinking they put the clause in there to embarrass him deliberately based on the fact that, you know, he 
put the pressure on them to get a new deal. They caved in. So they had to do something to show that, you know, they were still in charge and that, you know, they, they publicly embarrassed him. Maybe that's the case. I, I don't know. But at the end of the day, there's two ways to look at this. Number one, if you're the Cardinals and you're upset that he did this and that he won, well, you didn't have to give him the new deal. And I just explained that you didn't have to give him the new contract. Second, if you're Kyler Murray and you're upset that this clause is in there, you didn't have to sign it. You didn't have to sign it. Then you come out here and you hold the press conference and blah, blah, blah. And you're upset and you're disrespected and all that. Come on, man. How about you just get in there, get on studying your film, do what you have to do. Go out there, dominate on the field and make everybody look stupid. Seems that simple to me. Okay, cool. Now with all of that, here goes the other problem. He has the press conference. We're all talking about it in the sports media. Fans are talking about it, et cetera, et cetera. And then guess what? Cardinals going to Cardinal. They come out and they, they say publicly that they're taking the clause out of the contract. They're removing it. Are you serious? Are you serious? What kind of organization are you? This is why y'all don't win. Number one, you capitulate to this player. He, he doesn't even hold out. You still have him under contract technically for two more years. You give him what he wants. Then you publicly try to flex on him. And when he gets upset, you back down. So now that's twice you've lost and you look weak in front of the entire sporting world. What did you gain from all of that? Nothing. What did you gain? You put the homework clause in and then you back down. What was the point of that? You just looked weak in front of everybody. I think it's pretty sad. And like I said, Cardinals going Cardinal. I, I don't know what they were thinking. Hey, couldn't have been me. Okay, other part of the quarterback, quote unquote, controversy, Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. Now, uh, Lamar Jackson's playing on a fifth year option this year. That's paying him about almost twenty four million dollars. And obviously, we know that he is looking for a new long term deal. Now, he's a guy you, you definitely got to pay him. He's pretty much answered all the questions about what he could do at the quarterback position in this league to include being a unanimous, most valuable player two years ago. The guy is tremendous. <clears throat> With that said, we got some confusion here. At least I know I do. And I'm sure a lot of other people in the sports media do and a lot of fans do as well. First question, I'm going to give you some questions. Number one, what is Lamar doing? And when I ask that, I say, what is he doing? Because we know that he doesn't have an agent. And this would be a time, I think, where having an agent would be beneficial to him. Obviously, you have to pay an agent, but it, it would be beneficial. Agents are experts. They know what they're doing in this space and getting that money, the, the most money possible for their client. That's their job. They're, they're bound, ethics bound to do that. And um, that's their business, right? Because if they don't do well at that, then they're not going to get other players to come sign with them, et cetera, et cetera. So he doesn't have an agent. And that's interesting. I'm not sure why. Maybe he doesn't need one for his first deal. Because your first deal, where you're drafted, slots you and tells you how much you can make. Okay. But this one, this would be a good one because what happens is when you are representing yourself and you're meeting with the team, the team is not going to be able to say to you everything that they would to an agent, right? When your agent goes in there to speak on your behalf, the team is going to pick you apart and explain every reason why they are unable to give you all the money you're looking for. They're not going to say that to you when you're sitting at the table, right? Okay, so what is he doing? Second, what does he want? No one seems to know. He, we don't know if he wants a deal that's fully guaranteed, like Deshaun Watson. We don't know if he's just looking for a certain number in total money, 
We don't know what he wants. He's not making it clear what he wants. And no one close to him has leaked it so that we can know what he wants. Third, what have the Ravens offered? We don't know what's going on on that side of it either. Now, again, a lot of this is not working with an agent, so you're not really getting that stuff. But what have the Ravens offered? We know that they offered him sometime last year, but we don't know what type of deal that was. I think it was prior to the Deshaun Watson deal. And then, of course, the Ravens owner, he came out after Deshaun got the 230 fully guaranteed and made it clear that he was not happy with that number. Now, in that situation, uh, a number of owners, most of them, as a matter of fact, were not happy with that number because they knew that seeing that done would kind of basically rile up a lot of uh, elite quarterbacks through the league. And that's going to, in some cases, be the new benchmark, right? You look at a guy like Joe Burrow, a guy like Justin Herbert, those guys are coming up. They're probably going to be starting there and they're probably going to be able to command that type of money and they'll probably get it. Now, um, with that said, we don't know what the Ravens have offered Lamar Jackson. We don't know if they're even offering him anything. We don't know where the numbers are. We don't know at what point the negotiations are right now. So we have no idea, right? We'd love to know, but no one knows. Um, the interesting thing for me with these negotiations, especially with quarterbacks, but I guess kind of every position in the NFL, this business of I'm next up, so I got to get the most money. Me personally, I, I really don't agree with that. I, I don't understand what that has to do with anything. This, you know, every time the next person comes up, they got to reset the market. I've never been able to figure out why that works, how it works. Maybe that's why I'm sitting here talking to you and I'm not a businessman. I believe that what you get paid should be based on what you've done and your potential, right? So what you've done already and what that says to the organization about what you can do in the future, where you can take them. I don't think it should necessarily just be that because, okay, let's say I'm a top eight quarterback. Let's use that because obviously not every quarterback is going to be in line just because they're next up. But, you know, the top guys, I'm a top eight quarterback. My time comes up. Um, you just got paid last week. So now my time comes up next month. And that automatically means I should get another five million or whatever more than you. No, not necessarily. What if you're better than me? What if you've done more than me? What if you're in a position to take your team further than me in the future. Just because I'm next doesn't mean I should outpace you on the pay scale. And so I never understood how that works. So we look at it and I'm I'm hearing some people saying that Deshaun Watson's 230 mil fully guaranteed should be the starting point for Lamar Jackson. I think, I, I don't agree with that. Um, I think that Lamar, uh, Lamar Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Watson's, I got all these names rolling around my head. Deshaun Watson's uh, contract, that 230 million, that was kind of a one-off because much like I said with the Cardinals, Brown's going Brown, Cleveland going Cleveland, right? We know that they're not a well-run organization. They were desperate. We knew that they weren't necessarily huge fans of Baker Mayfield. And let's also be realistic. You got a chance to upgrade from a guy like Baker Mayfield to a guy like Deshaun Watson with a roster that's ready-made to really compete and possibly win something for the first time in franchise history. Well, you got to jump on that. And so uh, Deshaun Watson's team made it clear what he would be looking for, and they gave it to him. Now, this might be kind of where that um, uh, Lamar Jackson could benefit from having an agent and someone to be his mouthpiece, both in the uh, court of public opinion and in negotiations with the Ravens. But that's just me. Now, um, let's talk a little bit about what I think the Ravens should offer. To me, I think this could be so simple. I think that they say, OK, Lamar, here's the deal. We'll offer you. $190 million fully guaranteed, not over five years, but over four years. 
which gives you all your money and gets you back to the table more quickly. I think that should be kind of uh, where Baltimore should start. If Lamar says, nah, I'm not good with that, okay, cool, Lamar. This is what we do. Let's let's go up to 210, every penny fully guaranteed, right? Because Baltimore knows what it is. They know how great this guy is. They know they have to pay. But here's the key. Um, we go 210, fully guaranteed, and we do 125, fully guaranteed at time of signing. Lamar would have to be crazy to turn that down. So now you don't have to go over the Deshaun Watson, 230 mil, fully guaranteed, but you're giving him a very healthy contract that makes him the second highest paid player in history, right? It makes him the 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 highest paid annually and the second highest uh, paid by fully guaranteed contract money. It's perfect. I, I don't see him turning that, turning that down. What's the problem? What's the holdup? What is Baltimore doing? Pay this man. The problem also is Baltimore knows they have to pay him because the entire team and the entire scheme was built around him from the coaching staff to the way they play football offensively. This is not a team where you can quickly pivot, put in, you know, let's let's say Lamar decides to walk or he gets hurt or what have you. You can't pivot the way this team is built, quickly put in a traditional quarterback and have success. It's not made for that. So Baltimore knows they have to pay him. They know Lamar is the guy because he's probably the most unique quarterback in history. Um, maybe not the most unique quarterback in history, but he's Mike Vick-esque, Randall Cunningham-esque. And he, of course, he can beat you with his legs and his arm. The guy's absolutely phenomenal. So they got to pay him. They got to pay him. So go ahead, offer him what I said they should offer him. Lamar would be dumb not to take that. That's plain and simple. The other frustrating part is, at least from our side, there's no news and no real timetable. So this this is just tough. We we have nothing to go on. All we can do is sit here and speculate. And um, I find it interesting because one of the things Lamar Jackson said is that he likes to keep, you know, he likes to keep things private. He doesn't like people in his business. However, from the player side, it, it may be sometimes can be beneficial to have some contract stuff leaked because you can utilize the court of public opinion to put pressure on an organization to pay you. So that's something that maybe he didn't consider. I don't know if he considers it next time around, but if he wins, then he probably won't. But at the end of the day, um, like I said, I think the Ravens should offer starting 190 mil fully guaranteed over four years. And then if he says no with that, go up to 210 with 125 guaranteed at time of signing. I don't think he could turn that down. He would, you know, I'm not going to say reset the market because obviously the Deshaun deal is the, the market setter, but it would be very close to it and he's absolutely worth it. So yeah, um, that's all I got on this topic. Definitely a quarterback controversy, looking to see what happens, looking to see, especially with Lamar and looking to see if Kyler Murray can make the jump or if the Cardinals regret paying him because that AFC, uh, AFC, the NFC West is a, is a tough, uh, tough division. And, um, I, I don't even know if the Cardinals are going to make the playoffs. Furthermore, uh, make any type of noise in the playoffs. So um, Cardinals may regret giving him that money, but Lamar Jackson, they got to pay him. They got to pay him. They got to pay him. And Lamar, pick up the phone when the Baltimore Ravens call you. Pick up the phone, make a deal. Let's get this done and let's get to the season. All right. Thanks so much for listening and I'm out. Peace.